So obviously want to talk about the new EP and the live stream and get your guys' opinion on a couple of things. But, you know, I was watching the uh, live from Wembley yesterday, and so I think I'm good now. I've got all my questions answered. No, I'm just kidding. I actually had... Hey, all right, and see you later. <laughs> no, I actually had a, a sort of a, a, a semi serious question in, in thinking and watching that performance i'm kind of curious for a band that uses technology and so many effects in, in throughout the music do you look at it as kind of like seen behind the curtain to incorporate all those sounds live or do you look forward to making sure that you can incorporate all those sounds and programs and loops and effects and all that live I mean, we start with the recording, like we write the songs normally, and then uh, uh, drums and guitar. And then uh, when we record, that's when we add like overdubs and vocals and stuff. And then uh, so then certain ones live, like we play along to a click and just have the effects going on. Like all the vocal effects, like I just have a, a box that gives me all the like delay, reverb, and chorus on my voice. So we can replicate the sound on the album pretty easily. I mean, there's certain weird sounds and sound effects that'll pop out on a backing track, but it's mostly just the uh, effects on the guitars and the vocals that we uh, that we can do live. Yeah, and, and like, I think like uh, what we did on uh, Mono Queen and what we're doing on our next album too, uh, we kind of, we write it without the thought of like, how are we going to replicate this live? We'll know we'll be able to do it. We just want it to sound as insane and, and kick-ass as possible. So then we, we go from there. And then you figure out how to do it live, how to actually pull that off live. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. We don't uh, we don't worry about it while we're writing it. We just want it to sound as insane or kick ass as possible, and then we'll we'll circle back around and figure it out after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> we'll deal with that later. How how have the, the live yeah, streams, exactly? How have the live streams been for you? I mean, obviously, it's not the same as performing in, in front of a uh, live audience, but is it nice to just perform these songs live together? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fun. We, uh, I mean, we we jam together all the time, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun to play them, and uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been fun to play them. It was fun to cover all those songs. It was it was a weird, interesting task, but it's uh, it's been fun. Yeah, it's nice not having to worry about uh, well, I don't know, getting to a venue on time, loading up all the gear, sound guy, moving gear because we're kind of lazy. Yeah, we can just uh, <laughs> do it where we jam and just kind of do our thing. So what happened? Why did you, Kirk? Why did you throw the beanie at him? Is it did he did he like? Rip a fart or something? What happened during the show? Uh, it's just kind of madness. Yeah, <laughs> I think he just said some shit. I don't know what it was. It just happened. I, I thought he must have had. He must have let a silent but deadly one rip or something, and he finally figured out no. where it was coming from. <laughs> I was curious too about the uh, the EP and, and the cover songs and and the approach you guys did. Was it like you pick one, I pick one, or whose idea was it? Uh, take me through the song process and who was it that said, "Hey, we should do Lunatic Fringe." I picked most of the songs actually. I think all. Yeah, I think I picked them all. We hadn't really planned to do like a cover album. Just way in the past, there had been songs I'd, I'd thought about covering just for fun, mostly. They're like songs that if I hear something, I can tell if it's like something I can play or something that's in my vocal range. We had met with our A&R guy from Prosthetic. He asked us like, he's like, what do you guys think about trying to cover album? We hadn't really had the idea until they mentioned it, and then we just decided, yeah, we did it. A lot of those songs were some that I had already known that, like, one day I'd want to cover. So it was actually pretty quick. Once we had the idea and knew that we were going to go ahead and commit to it, it was just within, like, a week we kind of knew what songs we were going to do and had started uh, started learning them. And uh, I'm glad to see... You know, you guys picking the Beatles. You're so you're basically saying Beatles greater than Stones, right? Like that's why you decided to cover the Beatles, or was it just kind of a, a fun deep cut to say, "Hey, let's give it the four-stroke Baron treatment"? Yeah, that more the second one. Like we wanted to pick just the most ridiculous bands that we'd be surprised that we could get be able to cover. Yeah, that was kind of our that was kind of our thing. And I think sometimes you hear a band and you go, "Well, of course, yeah, they would cover that." So we were just like, "Let's just pick six 
songs that you would never expect one band to cover. So we did a pop group, Churches, and then we did Death Grips. And then we did... <laughs> Yeah, Lunatic Fringe and then the Beatles. And, and then like, Post Malone. Yeah, and then Post Malone. And we said, let's, our, our thought was, like, let's just try to make these sound like if you didn't know they were covered, they were they were just four-show Baron songs. I was going to say, we picked songs that we almost felt like we something we could have written, just played in the same the same key and tempo, did the song, but just made it like our own. Kirk, you got to pick them all right there, so I guess there was no fight over over song selection. It was it was extremely easy. Yeah, our our uh, our band because we've been doing this together for a while, so I kind of our uh, there's no ego in it. We we'll bring something up and we'll make fun of each other, or we'll bring something up and say it sounds kick ass, and then we just do it. So it was a little bit pandemic brought on though the idea for the EP sitting around doing nothing as everyone is right now. What is what's what are things like at home in Reno, Nevada? What's what's the temperature like with, with this whole uh, pandemic going on? Where where are you guys at in it? It's actually it's not too bad. We're in uh, Washoe County. I mean, it's it's here, but we weren't hit as hard as uh, yeah, we were the other areas. And with with our lives, like we we're able just to like work from home. And so truth be told, it hasn't hasn't been too difficult for us. And it just gave us a bunch of time to record, kind of upped our productivity even a little bit. Well, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, especially if you can't uh, be out on the road at least you're being productive in one way or another and getting back to the uh the ep for a second here i honestly as mm-hmm. as much fun as the uh, the covers were i think i think i liked the originals a little bit better and it was kind of nice. cool to hear that there were these other tunes because all i knew was planet silver screen and I, I had no idea that there were tunes existing before that so talk about the decision to, to pull out those tunes again and, and give them a, a, a do-over uh i think that was kind of an idea that me and kirk had together where uh one thing we wanted to do is we knew we wanted to do the cover songs six songs just doesn't seem like enough we want to we want to do something that could be that could kind of up the release and when we recorded king radio in 2015 yeah kirk kai kirk records all of it we we, we kind of take care of most of it so when we recorded king radio in 2015 we were just kind of just learning the whole recording process and recording stuff on our own and getting drums sounding good and getting guitar sounding good people who've been listening to it for a while really like that album we, we thought it'd be a a cool choice to revisit those songs and with our our new um, our new way of recording and and how we're better how we've gotten better at it and just revisit those songs. So we just did half half the album with a plan on probably covering the last half of the album sometime and then doing like a King Radio re release. Yeah, I love the it, first man. King Radio was mixed on a just con- computer speakers. I love it. I love it because I think that almost shows a little bit more of who you are. I think the the covers are are definitely for fun, but it, I think it's a better representation of the band at least from compared to the album. Yeah, right. definitely. You know, the uh, speaking of the, the covers, it's really cool that you guys did Post Malone, an artist that certainly has never come across my radar, but I know that he's a pop guy that likes rock, rock music, and he did that whole yeah. like, Nirvana charity thing, and I, I hope he's kind yeah. of that bridge band to bring kids into rock music like from the pop world, because we, we need some kids to cross over. Yeah, absolutely. Are you guys fans of him, or was that just kind of a random pick to, to go after a, a tune of his? No, I, I really like him. I like Yeah, actually, I, I like uh, I have the Stoney album. I listen to it from time to time, and there's like a few of his, I don't listen to him all the time, but there's a quite a few songs I actually really like give me some titles I should look up from him because I've never I've never paid attention but I feel like I should uh, so obviously Broken Whiskey Glass I, and like I don't know the main single is like uh, White Iverson that's my favorite album from him is Stoney can't even remember the name of the song I know uh, they did that one with Ozzy uh, congratulations Congratulations is good. Okay. Uh, I, like, I like the song Patient. Last question for you guys, and an individual question to get outside of music for a second, and it, yeah. it'll be kind of more of like a, uh, a fill-in-the-blank kind of question. Alrighty. So it goes like this. When it comes to blank, I spare 
no expense. What's like the one thing that you go all out for when it comes out that you got to have the best of? What is there any one thing outside of music? Uh, Kirk, Kirk in his tracksuit. Yeah, my yeah, my clothes. <laughs> clothes. Okay. I'll uh, go high dollar on my tracksuits. It's a uh, not, not even really just his clothes. It's his Adidas tracksuit. Yeah, it's my Adidas. I prefer vintage, and right now I'm collecting uh, gold and silver ones. <laughs> Do you have to have the, the hat to go with it, too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I need the hat. But I, I don't know if I'm going to get the Adidas hat or just stick with the kangaroo. I think you got to stick with the old school. <laughs> so, Kirk got the track seats. What about for you? I would say... Shit, I don't know. Cheap, dude. <laughs> Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers and, and Coors Light. Coors Light, Yeah, huh? we're actually working on a, we're working on a endorsement deal with Raising Cane's. We're trying to. And, and then Coors Light, too? They're not, not into the craft beer, just the old school Coors Light? Coors, yeah, yeah Coors, Coors Light and Raising Cane's Chicken Finger basically uh, fueled us through uh, all of Mono Queen. <laughs> that was the that secret was, ingredient? Uh, yeah, well, that, that, and that was probably the most expensive part of the entire album. Was, yeah. Was there receipts for those? <laughs> that was Kaniac combos and then an 18-pack. <laughs> Here you go, Mr. A and R man. Here's our here's all our receipts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah, prosthetics gonna reimburse <laughs> chicken fingers and beer. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Beautiful guys. Thank you so much for the time and the wonderful tunes and hopefully one day we'll see you out there on the road next year. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, we're trying. We'll be out there. Can't wait to see you in California. Safe travels and uh, best of luck with the EP. Thanks for the time, guys. Appreciate it. Hell yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now do me a favor and subscribe to it. Radioactive Mike Z, available on all the major platforms. And while you're at it, follow me on Instagram at MikeZ967, and I'll follow you back, bro. Most importantly, don't miss the show, Wired in the Empire, every Saturday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on 96.7 KCAL Rocks.